Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, the House today, they passed their anti-hate resolution in light of Minnesota Representative Ilan Omar's anti-Semitic, anti-Israel comments. I mean, when you look at this thing, it sounds pretty obvious when you think about it. I mean, do we really need to pass a resolution? I guess so, since you've got Representative Omar that continues to throw out all these anti-Semitic tropes. But basically what this thing does is says, look, we're, we're going to condemn all, anti, all forms of anti-Semitism uh, and all forms of anti-Muslim talk. And also, this is an important one here, bigotry against all, all minorities. So here's what I'm wondering right now, because when I, I read through some of this resolution, the thing that I didn't see that when I talk about bigotry against all minorities, I'd like to see them include in there is... Also, we're going to also condemn any, any bigotry against Trump-supporting conservatives. How often are you hearing right now, if you go out and wear a mega hat somewhere, that person gets assaulted. They have a mega shirt on, that person gets assaulted. That needs to be in this resolution as well. They need to condemn any bigotry against people that want to continue to, which I can't even believe I'm saying this, but if they want to make America great again, you cannot have that kind of conversation, those kind of assaults going against those kind of people as well. Here's the thing, folks. This whole thing, it's a big facade to cover up for the Dems' identity politics that they like to play. And when you read through the resolution, no anti-Semitism, no anti-Muslim, no, obviously, bigotry. I mean, maybe we just need some Beatles here on the stage. Come out and start singing, all we need is love. Da -da -da -da. If I didn't have this cold, I really would sound just like McCartney. But can't we all just get along? Here's the thing I wanted to share with you. The big secret right now, and this is a very important secret, all right? The big secret that Democrats don't want you to know, and I think this is a classic strategy, apparently the new way that if you ever want to go out there and if you have to get out of like anti-Israel, anti-Semitic comments, anti-Semitic speech or things like that, according to the Democrats, all you got to do is just plead ignorance. Here's Speaker Pelosi. I feel confident that her words were not based on any anti-Semitic attitude, but that she didn't have a full appreciation of how they landed on other people where this, these words have a history and a cultural impact that might have been unknown to her. So you've got a grown woman elected to Congress, but she just didn't understand the full impact of what those words mean. That's why we're going to give her a pass, right, Speaker Pelosi? Yeah, ignorance. That, that's, their, that's their trick. And you think, oh, Berg, that's just a one-off right there. That's just Speaker Pelosi making excuses. No. Representative Omar did the exact same thing. If you haven't seen this clip, this is her on CNN when they called her out about this ridiculous tweet that she put out in 2012. And listen how it goes down. I do want to ask you also about your comments on Israel to remind people what you tweeted about Israel in 2012 during the offensive in Gaza. You wrote, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. You've commented a lot since then, trying to explain what you meant by that. And I wonder just what your message is this morning as the first on our Game Changers series um, to uh, Jewish Americans who find that deeply offensive. Oh, uh, that's a really a regrettable way of, of expressing that. Um, I, I don't know um, how my comments would be offensive to, to Jewish Americans. My <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because she, 
She really believes the stuff that she's spewing out there. Again, a grown woman that tweets out, and I'm going to repeat some of her, hypnotize the world, how Israel hypnotized the world, and then she wraps it up with the evil doings of Israel. She gets asked about it on a national news show. I don't know if you call CNN news, but a national show. She's like, oh, that's so regretful. I don't understand how Jewish people can be concerned or don't like the fact that I'm talking about the evil doings. Folks, that's what we're talking about here. Complete ignorance, just claim ignorance and apparently you get a pass. Okay, I wanna remind you now who is standing with representative anti-Semitic, I would say definitely anti-Israel, representative Elon Omar. There's a few people I wanna share with you, one of them. I shared this with you last night, but I just wanna bring it up to give you some more context and remind you. Linda Sansour, she held a press conference yesterday to stand in solidarity with uh, representative Omar. Linda Sansour also on point called for jihad jihad against President Trump. Here's a clip from yesterday's press conference. To stand in unequivocal solidarity with Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. And I think we've got the other clip from yesterday. So, Christy, I hope that we do. But do we have the other clip? Or also, this is Linda Sansour uh, talking about, uh, maybe, we, maybe we have that next. But I do want to show you this. So there's Linda Sansour standing with solidarity with Representative Omar. Um, then let's play that, Christy, if we have it, please. We, when we stand up to those who oppress our communities, that Allah accepts from us that as a form of jihad, that we are struggling against tyrants and rulers, not only abroad in the Middle East or in the other side of the world, but here in these United States of America where you have fascists and white supremacists and Islamophobes reigning in the White House. And our top priority, even higher than all those priorities, is to please Allah and only Allah. So again, that's Linda Sansour. You just heard she stands in solidarity with Representative Omar. She also called for jihad against President Trump and said, hey, above everything else, above everything else, our allegiance goes to Allah and only Allah. Let me show you who else is standing with Representative Elon Omar, if we can bring this picture up, please. This would be North Dakota Representative Ruth Ann Buffalo. She also is standing with Representative Omar, the anti-Semitic Representative Omar, saying, hey, NDSU alumni, you should call Speaker Pelosi and tell her that, you know what, we stand for Representative Omar. This is, again, Ruth Ann Buffalo, North Dakota Representative, right here out of Fargo. Now, I posted this on the POV Facebook page, and it is amazing, folks. Hundreds and hundreds of comments on this post and to see all the anti-Semitic comments here in our area that are speaking up on that post to me is absolutely stunning. The other thing I'll share with you is this. I did invite uh, Representative Ruth Ann Buffalo on the show tonight, uh, messengered via Facebook. And rather than, you know, say, hey, Chris, I'm not available. I'd love to come on your show, but it just doesn't work for me. I also said, hey, how about a comment? No, she didn't do any of those things. She didn't say maybe later. She blocks me. She blocks me, a North Dakota representative that I invite on the show to talk to you about why she's standing with Representative Omar, an anti-Semite. She just blocks the conversation. Just want to make sure you're aware of that. Uh, so that's kind of the layout of what's going on there. Now, what's interesting is also today in the Roosevelt neighborhood, um, there was some posters put up about hate crimes. And so I want to share with you what people are saying here. Uh, this was put out and it was put on some windshields. The posters read, all hate crimes are hoaxes. Uh, famous African-American actors are there. It's got a picture uh, of other things I really don't want to get into because it's just not appropriate. But a local Stormer book club apparently is responsible for distributing this stuff. If you don't know who that is, 
do some homework. I don't really want to talk about it. It's just not a good situation there. Would love to know your point of view up to this point, what we've just not seen here from this ridiculous resolution where they're talking about this stuff, which I'm all for it. I am all for what's in the resolution. I say ridiculous because do we really need a resolution to understand that, hey, we shouldn't be anti-Semitic, we shouldn't be anti-Muslim, we should also be against all forms of bigotry, and I will add that does include against people that wear Make America Great Again hats. Please share your point of view with me, and then the fact that North Dakota Representative Ruth Ann Buffalo is standing with Representative Omar, does that bother you at all? Are you okay with that? Would love to know your thoughts. Uh, we did meet up with, and I mean us, meaning Valley News Live, we met up with uh, Congressman Colin Peterson out of Minnesota over the weekend. He did a, I think it was kind of a town hall type roundtable conversation. Anyways, one of the reporters went to ask him about the Green New Deal, Medicare for All, and also the rise of socialism in the Democrat Party. Here's Congressman Peterson. And what's your take on, on the Green New Deal? Would you support it? Why well, first of all, I haven't even read it. But uh, the, I think it's, <laughs> it's not very realistic, some of the stuff that's in there. Uh, there are things maybe we could work on, but I think they have gone way beyond anything that's practical. Right. And lastly, so, so, so you're saying that, uh, and what about this whole medical for all thing? What's your take on that? Well, I think we should work to try to get it, make sure everybody can, can have affordable health care. But we're not ready for Medicare for all, and I'm not sure the system would, would be able to take it. Uh, I have proposed to lower the Medicare age from, to 55, and I support that. I think that's something that would be very helpful to people in my district that I've heard a lot about. So I'm willing to support that, but beyond that, uh, no. And now again, this whole uh, talk about you know Democrats sort of you know becoming socialists or the party moving to that direction. You think just political rhetoric? Well, I think it's rhetoric. I, you know, there. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, there are some liberal members that have been elected and some young firebrands that have got people stirred up. But uh, you know, as far as being socialists, you'd have to ask them if they are or not. I think I think that's maybe overblown. Have to ask them, and maybe it's a little bit overblown. That's one perspective, one point of view in the situation. As one reminds you, as recently District 42 in North Dakota, they were uh, saying bravo to democratic socialism here in North Dakota. And then come to find out as well, somebody sent this to me earlier today. We can bring this up. This is again Ruth Ann Buffalo. Apparently, she is a member of the Democratic Socialists. Of America. She got elected in District 27 here in Fargo. Everyone can have their own points of view. We invited Ruth Ann on the show. I'd love to talk to her about why she's standing with Representative Omar. Love to talk about why she believes in democratic socialism. Unfortunately, she does not want to have those conversations. I'd love to know your thoughts on that. All right, let's talk about some other big news that's happening here. There's a lot to repeal North Dakota's blue laws, which would allow stores to be open on Sunday before noon. It was uh, heard in a Senate committee earlier today. There was no decision on it or no, hey, we're going to be yay or nay on this situation at this point because they want to wait for one more senator to show up. But for those who are for it, they say it should be up to the business owners to choose when they want to operate. It say it promotes fairness to repeal it as well. And those who are against it say it will drop church attendance, having a negative effect on the state. Why does the state government not trust people to make responsible choices that are in their own best interests? Or better still, 
why does the government care at all about what North Dakotans do and how they spend their time? Money, 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 but we can't serve both God and money. And when we do, we do it to our own peril. So who is going to look after the morals of our society? See, I, I believe in freedom. You know, if you're not familiar with Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, they are closed on Sundays by their own choice. They do extremely well by money, money, money standards, and yet they are choosing as a business to close down on Sundays. If a business wants to be open on Sundays, that's, in my opinion, their prerogative. They should have the ability to say yay or nay if they want to do that. And you look at Chick-fil-A, by closing down on Sundays, I think that a lot more people patronize their business because they understand Chick-fil-A's values. And again, it's paid off very well for them. I want to talk about one more thing here fairly quickly, and the fact is, from the way things look, we may be seeing some flooding here in Fargo. Now, how severe that's going to be, obviously only time will tell with the forecast here coming up in March, how much more uh, precipitation we get, what kind of melt we get. But earlier today, Valley News team's Rose Itzkovitz went out to find out, hey, what's the reality of the potential of flooding in the spring and how bad could it be? It's just what many FMers want, more snow. And according to our snow team, this weekend snowfall will be a wet one. It's going to be that sticky, snowball-y type snow, uh, as opposed to a lot of that dry, fluffy snow we've seen over the winter. So far, Han says we're looking at a potential 6 to 8 inches. But Fargo Public Works Director Ben Dow says moisture matters when it comes to flooding. Right now, the Red River is at 14-plus feet. 30 feet is the mark where we hit major flood stage. Dow says come this spring, we'll definitely hit that when snow melts. But by how much depends on upcoming weeks. Dow says there's a 95% chance of the Red River hitting 31 feet, where we'd see the typical flooding. That level of flood, most people in town would not even know it's taking place, uh, other than the inconvenience of the, uh, the uh, Elm Street closed and the 12th Avenue bridge. But speaking of those improvements, since there's also a 5% chance that water will hit 39 feet, Public Works says we're much more prepared than before. You know, it wouldn't be like we were in 2009. Back in 2009, Red River water levels hit a record 40-plus feet. The 2009 flood, that flood was very difficult. Um, our citizens uh, saved the city. There's been a lot of improvements made throughout the city as far as uh, dikes. Fargo engineers tell me since 2009, the city's bought out 240 houses to make way for levees to control flooding. The city also put up these flood walls. That was huge for the city of Fargo in protecting the downtown. Which will decrease the number of sandbags needed. We made six million sandbags in 2009. To just a couple hundred thousand. But they won't start making those until the last two weeks of March. And one more thing. Not only do we have this storm system, we've got another big storm system coming on uh, Tuesday night. In Fargo, Rose Iskovitz, Valley News Live. Going to be a very, very interesting spring with all this snow. We wanted to mention this earlier this week, but I was out in D.C., but also uh, Senator Hoven put out a press presser saying, hey, we did get more money secured for the FM diversion project from the feds. Clearly not going to be done by the spring, but maybe it'll give people a ray of hope in that scenario.